Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Catching Up with Corona. The the Corona cast, if you will. The Corona cast. A.K.A. our vault of episodes that you may or may not be hearing in the near future, depending on our schedules. My name's Luke. Welcome to the Know Nothing News podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my better half. Mr. Twitch, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. You got a cold? So, you feeling good? You no, know? no cold, no <laughs> symptoms, no, no, no fever. fevers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no blood shooting from the eyes. Is that uh, one of the symptoms? I from what probably some people would think. No but, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, none of that's going on. Uh, no leaky bowels. Ooh, good, good, good. Because I got a feeling that's what people are freaking out about. That's like why they, that's why they get the why toilet they paper. Got all the toilet paper. Now, what I've done, Twitch, is I've gone to all of my local supermarkets and bought all the plungers. Ooh, okay, as a okay. Big, as a big fuck you to everyone for taking. There my toilet you go. Because yeah, they're gonna definitely get those pipes stuffed up. With I all know. That fresh toilet paper. I know. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up a stand. You know, like a lemonade stand. But uh-huh. I'm gonna set up a plunger stand. And then you're gonna you charge out the nose for yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone's thinking, oh, I can upsell toilet paper. No, no, no. You can upsell plungers. Yeah. Five hundred percent markup at least. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna be rich. Pl- uh, I'm gonna be rich. That's plunger rich. Plunger rich. That's me. Yeah. Uh, so you may listen to this, like Luke said, this is our Corona cast, if you will, where we're going to be just doing a bunch of recording and yeah, stocking we, these up. We, I was going to say, we know. just just before we hit record on this episode, uh, we sat down and we kind of like planned out our next yep. two weeks. Um, and we have a ton of content yep. that we're excited for you to see, but we're also going to have a ton of content that hopefully you won't have to see. Yeah, but that you will if like we miss a week or something yep. like that. So these are like these little backup episodes to ensure that if we're going to miss, you know, three more weeks of recording at some point because we get crazy busy, then we'll at least have some yep. sort of content to release to you. So with a warning on that, if we talk about stuff that seems dated, it's because it is. It's because it is. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. We're going to discuss some things today that that are news today, but might not be news in a month or so. And yeah. we have to release this. Um, so, but it, it's still, I think the reason why we're not choosing like topic topics is for that is yeah. so that we can just kind of release these whenever. Yeah. And the topics that we do choose are kind of evergreen topics. So they're topics that will always be like potent to yeah. what's going on or to like what we do as a podcast. Right, I should right, say. right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, today we, we don't have like a ton of, of items to discuss. I wanted to give a quick little rundown over the, uh, mo- movies that are coming out and just some like nerdy news as yeah. far as video games are concerned and just like events that are taking place in the world because of Corona. Uh-huh. Um, things like that, that I've been kind of interested in yeah. uh, as well. Twitch is going to discuss. So I got a couple of movie news. I want to discuss the Eternals that is going to be coming yeah. out. Hopefully uh, it may, it may be delayed just like everything else <laughs> has been delayed. Um, yes. But uh, also be talking about a couple of podcasts uh, that I've been listening to quite frequent frequently, um, and along with a couple of documentaries, and uh, continuing along with my self quarantine movie thon. Yep, and I want to hear a little uh, bit. I will about talk that. about the latest movie that I saw in that. So. Yes, I'm excited to hear about that. Um, and then I think I might just wrap us off with just a few other quick, quick nerdy uh, topics. 
um, on Twitter and Reddit Ooh, that, have okay. been, that have been taking blowing place up. Recently. Been blowing I always up. forget that Reddit's a good source for new. Reddit is stuff. a great nerdy uh, news source area. The problem um, is that we did do an episode on Reddit, but even after doing the episode on Reddit, I still feel like I know nothing about. Let's Reddit. do a Reddit 2.0 because since we did that episode, I have gotten to know Reddit quite a bit. Okay, okay. Uh, and I say, I say, we play a little. We, we could do that. Maybe we could do that at the end of this episode, depending on depending on things. Maybe we could do another Reddit roulette. Reddit uh, roulette. Do you remember or when we 50, did that? 50? The fifty fifty. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We should. I still, I now that the image came into my head of, of the, the guy, the, dude. <laughs> if I have that clip, uh, I, I might edit that in here. Uh, oh. of us to that that was that was bad, man. It that was, was a really guy bad. or a girl that was spitting mucus, mucus, from, like from their nose into <laughs> their significant other's open mouth. Like it was just, dude. I hate thinking about it. I hate thinking oh, about it. We're God, not going to think about it. We're not, <laughs> wait, it's too late. Once you say once it. Once you say it, it's, it's going to be on my mind for the rest of this episode. Oh. Um, I'm going to shout Carson out in uh, another episode that's actually like going to be released on next on the Sunday that's yeah. to come. Um, but I also just wanted to shout uh, Carson out for, for tweeting at us. Uh, he is a conspiracy enthusiast on he Twitter. Is. Yes, so he, he is. is uh, he, 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 I'm, I'm actually, what I'm going to do in classic me style when I'm showing people things, I'm going to hand you the phone. And I'm going to have you read the tweet yes. out and, and sh- share with the audience. All right. So this is from Carson, uh, K- at KNN Nerds. I tore 54D five his while stirring and didn't crash. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, rereading it now that I get the joke. I tweeted this while driving and didn't crash. Thank you so much, Carson. I uh, love Isn't you, brother. That amazing. <laughs> that it made my day just to see that. Um, so, uh, so people can do it, right? Yeah, so they again, can totally do it. Carson the, proved it. You're good, golden. So, so, for those of you who don't, who who hadn't listened to the previous episode, I had said I would much rather you take 20 seconds to take both your hands off the wheel and just fire off a text message, than for you to do that half and half thing with one hand. Yeah, because then you're dividing your attention up for too long, and you're really not paying attention to either. So that the text that you're sending is misspelled, and you also run into a a horse yeah yeah yeah. so i found a good balance is to say uh here's you know i'm just gonna take my both hands off and i am by no means saying that i actually do this just so people know (laughs) i'm only joking when i say that but anyway um just to kind of kick this episode off we understand that some films have been delayed release Yep. Uh, which is a big bummer. Yeah, um, I think a few of these I think for Mulan sure. just jumped in on that train. Mulan, they've been they've been from a while for yeah. now. So yeah, yeah. Um, but they were originally uh, supposed to be um, March twenty seventh, but I don't know what's going to happen from that. Uh, what's kind of a bummer is that there is how many reviews? There's one user review. Um, and he gave it a one out of ten stars. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of a bummer deal. I'm still very exciting, but here is 
here's the review. It's one out of ten stars. It says bad acting and plot. If you watched Disney original version, don't watch this movie. It will ruin your childhood. So is this just the only so far reviewer it's the of only it? review okay. of it right now? Um, so that doesn't look great. But there's also this breakdown on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, they do a pretty good job of just kind of like outlying or excuse me, um, underlying all of the delays that yeah. are happening. Um, so here are like kind of the bigger delays that you've probably heard. Um, first cow was supposed to be released, released on March 6th. It's been pulled. First um, what? First cow. Have you not seen trailers for that? No. It's a 24. It looks so good. Okay. I am so excited for that movie. It's supposed to come out at the beginning of this month. Um, but they have, uh, delayed it until further notice. Um, a Quiet Place Part Two has been pulled from its March twentieth release yep. date. Mulan has been pulled from its uh, March twenty seventh date. Peter Rabbit Two has been moved from April third to August seventh. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, New Mutants has been pulled from April third. New date <sighs> unknown. <laughs> no time to yeah. die. The new James Bond yep. has been moved from uh, its its U.S. release in April tenth to November twelfth. Um, and Fast 9 has also been moved. But th- that's not – Fast 9 hasn't been moved due to corona. Um, so that's – dude, that's – it's crazy. A lot of, lot, of, lot of films have been delayed. But I wanted to break down and just chat with you, Twitch, get your thoughts yes. on um, some of the films that are coming out that we're excited about. Yep. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow, yep. I'm excited for that. I really like Florence Pugh. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I want to watch The King again because I think she was really good in yeah. The King. Um, but as someone who's kind of just hopping on board with uh, the whole Marvel universe, uh, I'm excited for just any new content. I'm so. interested in, um, oh, God, Hopper, David, David, David. David Harbour. David Harbour. Uh, he... Uh, he I, I was interested in him being in the Marvel Universe yeah. um, because I like the guy as an actor. Like, yeah. Even, okay, like Hellboy, the movie, Hellboy. <laughs> was a mess. Was an absolute mess. It was a shit show. Um, I wasn't happy with it, but I can't really say anything bad about David Harbour's uh, portrayal of Hellboy. Like, I actually enjoyed it. So, while I'm not, like, the most enthused about Black Widow, I, I am interested to see his... Uh, performance. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think I'm kind of the same way, except with Florence Pugh. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm just excited to see her in a blockbuster film now. Yeah. Um, because I think she is, even though she's now been in Midsummer and The King, both two pretty big movies. Yep. Um, it is nice to see her on like a wide release film. Yeah. Uh, that like everyone's going to go see because they're riding the hype of. Uh, of the Marvel universe. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But I also like Scarlett Johansson. Uh, we watched because she's hot or because she's, I think a, she's good a good actress. actress. She's I think a good so. actress. Uh, yeah. We watched uh, Jojo rabbit uh-huh. uh, last night and she, she's just so good in that. <sighs> she's movie. So good in that. Uh, and, um, uh, did you see the movie Lucy? Yeah. 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 Better movie to see is, Oh my God. I got to look this up because I'm not going to butcher it because it's such a good film. Um, Look it up. I'm curious. I'm excited. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I th- what's funny actually is that I think I know what you're talking about. I just can't 
tell you what movie it is. It's very similar to Lucy, yeah. Yes. Oh, um, extremely similar. Um, I'm trying to remember what it is, too. I'm try- I, I want to be able to help uh, you out. It came out at about the same time. Um, Under the Skin. So, Under the Skin came out in 2013. Lucy came out in 2014. Um, both very similar movies because they kind of deal with similar... Uh, aspects but in reverse so in uh under the skin um scarlett johansson plays a an alien essentially sure um who is trying to become more human in lucy it's human that's trying to become more alien. less human, or, more yeah. alien <laughs> more computer um, ultimately more computer, yeah more computer yeah um uh i think that uh under the skin uh pulled that off way better sure than lucy um, Lucy was more of a action thriller movie. Yeah, than anything but but else. but it's also like, it's also promoted as an action thriller. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So and Under the Skin is like definitely a psychological more like thriller, like thriller type sure. thing, freak you out. And like her performance in that, so do, so damn good. She's got so, chops. She does. She's like, got chops for she's sure. Not just a pretty face. Um, no. she's actually and I, honestly like actor. not my type of. Of a, a gal, so really, I don't like her because of her physical attraction. Oh, really? There's no denying that she's yeah. an attractive person, just not yeah. my, oh. not not my cup of tea. Not my. Usually, cup that's of... on most males' top ten lists. No, ScarJo should... and uh, J-Law. Yeah, no, not my not my type. Really? Of, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't. I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not in it. My choice is more like Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, are you looking? Are you are you more attractive? <laughs> It's weird that we're talking about this. We'll talk more about it on our hentai episode. <laughs> uh, are you more attracted to more petite women, like yes. shorter and yeah. stuff like that? Gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So you you probably I like, I like strong women. Yeah. But I also don't want. I don't. I don't know. I don't Elsa get... Fisher. Hold please. Uh, she was in Hot Rod. Uh, yeah, 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 she's yeah. A, she's Absolutely. tiny little redhead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Fast Nine. Not excited. No. I no. I don't know why they're still making these movies. Uh, Honestly. Well, I know exactly why they're making they those make movies. Because they make so much money. Yeah, yeah. But uh, every time I see a poster, I'm like, damn, that's a high. That's a big number. That is yeah. a lot of. That's a lot of movies. I will say movies. this about Fast uh, and the Furious franchise. They know what they're doing. Like the people that are directing those moves, producing those movies, the actors themselves, they know that, that what they're, they're doing is a spectacle. Yeah. Like they know that that's the point of the movie is that's to make fair. the biggest spectacle. And I I got to give them credit for that because they know exactly what those movies are. Like they're they're a cheap I, I say cheap as in like they they know it's easy entertainment. Like right. those movies are not cheap they're by not cheap any stretch of yeah, imagination no. to make. But it's cheap thrill, essentially. That's fair. Um, and that's that I I can respect that, even though I don't like those movies. Like they're entertaining still, to. You, you can respect the fact extent. that they know what they are. Yeah. And and that they kind of stick yeah. to that. It's where you, the the problem that I have with films that delve into the cheap entertainment side is the ones that think that they're better than that. And right. that's that's a problem. That's a problem. That's and a problem a when I have though, with majority of the big blockbuster Michael Bay produced Mike, films. There was a time though that Fast and the Furious movies did think that. 
Well, Fast and the Furious, like the first three were awesome. I, would, I, I in my yeah, opinion, okay, um, because they they were lower budget at least. Mm-hmm. It, Tokyo Drift was a little less, but that was like their first like blockbuster film. Yeah, a- and then whatever the fourth one was called, I think it was just Fast and the Furious Four. Yeah, um, that's when I think that they were like we're big blockbuster movies. We're yeah. gonna act like it, and then I think they kind of found their stride of yeah. like well, let's just be cheeseball. Like yeah. as soon as they were like driving on Antarctica, jumping Lamborghinis over. Like you're like okay, you've fully embraced the cheese. Yeah. Oh you're yeah. Jumping cars. I I gotta say I did enjoy the first Fast and the Furious, even though my brain was like this shit would never happen. Like it would never happen. Yeah. No. <laughs> I liked I liked Tokyo Drift. Honestly, Ugh. I I I thought that Ugh. I thought that movie. Was- I may have liked that one at one point, but I watched that movie so damn many times oh did you you're kind of when like, yeah I, I worked at a uh juvenile facility during that during the time of that fast and the furious was like at its like one of its, its peaks, peaks and stuff yeah and tokyo drift was one of the only ones that we could <laughs> let could them get, watch apparently yeah. um yeah uh and uh that's all we could w- let them watch essentially and they watched it all the damn time that was the one that they requested all the damn time uh, it's just like every day yeah. let's watch tokyo drift so, a little side note on this. So, I don't think that Fast and the Furious is the most wholesome of movies. Uh, and it's ra- even though it's rated PG-13. Um, and uh, we would allow them to watch this movie. They're, and this is at a juvenile treatment facility. And, like, they're promoting drugs. Yeah. They're promoting health. Or health. They're not promoting health. They're promoting alcohol, doing dangerous shit in cars, violence, stealing vehicles, uh, driving fast, driving fast, hot sex, girls. hot yeah, girls, yeah, yeah. hot naked Asian girls, half naked Asian girls. They weren't naked. It's PG thirteen. They weren't film. completely naked. They weren't completely naked. They pushed the bill. Um, but they're allowing him to watch this, and I'm not one of those people that is one of the assholes that think like, oh, movies infect the youth to do terrible things. I'm not one of those guys at all. They would let them watch that, but they wouldn't let them watch a rated R movie from the 80s when these movies when the FCC was. probably shouldn't be rated R. They'd be PG-13 right. nowadays. Nowadays. And I it's couldn't, the same thing, like, if you had released uh, Fast and Furious back in the 80s, yeah. that would be a hard R. Yeah. Rating. I couldn't... I We couldn't let them watch uh, Stand By Me because it was rated R. What? And that movie is... So good for kids to watch. Yeah. So good. That's like got message behind it. Yeah. And and the message behind Fast and Furious is like drive fast and slap ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. So that's a dumb yeah. that's dumb. Yeah. And I, I I'm I'm not gonna see it. I'm not gonna see it. Yeah. Uh Mulan we talked about briefly. I'm actually pretty damn excited to see that movie. I I don't know. I never saw the first one, so I'm interested to see it. I never it. saw it either. I never yeah. saw the original because, like, here's the thing. Um, I listen to a podcast called Cinema Blend every once in a while, and the guys on that podcast, they get into a real blend, not Cinema Blend. They're part of Cinema Blend. Yeah. But anyways, so they, uh, they kind of go into arguments on whether uh, – it's okay for Disney to do these sequels or I'm not sorry, sequels reboots, live action reboots like they're doing and it be okay type thing. Like, are we, are we kind of taking something that should just be 
find where it's at and like just kind of go down new new yeah. venues and stuff like that. Like I've heard from a lot of people, I haven't seen it myself, um, that the remake of Lion King is almost beat for beat with new music and stuff, and that's it. Like sure. and new visuals. It like, just happens to be live action. It just happens to be live yeah. action. Right, quote right. Unquote. Or, yeah, yeah, sorry. It just happened. I saw to be... Jungle Book, and Jungle Book's okay, but, like, I think that the cartoon was better than the, the live-action movie, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. Um, Aladdin, same deal. Like, it didn't need to be made. Like, yeah. you know, like, I... And I know a lot of people's issues with it was, like, well, you can't replace Robin Williams. Like, no shit, you can't replace Robin Williams. But, like, at least Will Smith, when he came in, like, I do think that Will Smith did his own thing. He wasn't trying to be a Robin is, Williams copycat. Right. But the movie sucked. Like ultimately, <laughs> the movie was trash. Um, and I, I was interested to see Mulan because I'd seen those other movies as a kid, like watching the cartoons yeah. and stuff like that. And Mulan's one of those movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, so you're going in with fresh so eyes. So I'm going in with fresh eyes. So I'd like to see if and it's, it's same just, thing for me. If it's just tainted because I know the original and I can't separate. It. Even though like. I know for a fact with Aladdin. Aladdin was just a shit movie. Like, right, right. Or, yeah, or is Mil- can Mulan stand alone yeah. without having that, like, nostalgia? But also, can Mulan, like, is Mulan not going to be ruined for you because of nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be something interesting to see. No Time to Die. Uh, I recently went back and watched Skyfall. That movie is so good. Like, so good. It is, but I kind of fell off the uh, Bond uh, bandwagon. You did after. I'm not really on the bandwagon, but like I really like Daniel after Craig Skyfall, Bond. or what was after Spectre? Was that Spectre, Spectre? Was post? Was that the one with uh, Christoph Waltz playing? Yeah. Um, Buck, the main Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, b- b- that guy. <laughs> I want to say Blomberg, but I know that's not true. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was, hang on, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Ernst Starvo Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I like, uh, Christoph Waltz's performance in that. I thought the movie was shit. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't see Spectre because I had heard that it was really bad. Yes. Um, so I saw Casino Royale, Skyfall, and now I'm just going to pretend that... (laughs) No Time to Die is the next one yeah, of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a confused for just a minute or two, but I be- honestly was I was done with the Bond franchise after the uh, third Bronson film. I think uh, I didn't watch the third one that he did. Um, I love Goldeneye. I, I still think that's one of my favorite Bond films. Um, but I I grew up kind of watching the Connery. Oh, uh, sure. Roger Moore yeah, yeah, Bond, yeah. So that's the one I'm more like familiar with. So You're kind of more into that. I love Daniel Gregg as an actor. Like, obviously, uh, uh, Knives Out is one of my absolute favorites of love 2019. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I would put it as my number two of 2019 yeah. for sure. Um, but it's. I'm tired of seeing him as Bond. Sure. I think we need to get new blood in there. So, And it's coming soon. Yeah. I think it's coming soon. Um, I just, I thought Quantum of Solace was really good. Uh, and yeah. I, I, Casino Royale was a lot of fun. Like, I don't care what you say. I think, I think Casino Royale is a yeah. fun, fun movie. Eh. But then Skyfall, like, I think Adele really helped that movie out a yeah. lot. Yeah. 
Because like I I saw Skyfall only because the I song. had been listening to that song yeah. for so long. Like the songs are I was all, never usually really, always great. Yeah, I was never really um, I was never really like a big Bond fan. Yeah, so that was like a that was something that really helped me out was being like I love Adele, so I'm gonna go see this movie. But then it seems like after Skyfall. Who did uh, Spectre? Who did the the track for Spectre? I could not tell you off the top of my head. Let me. I'll. 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 Who sang Spectre theme song? Alan Walker. No, that can't be right. Sam Smith. Okay. I think everyone since then, since Adele, has been trying to mimic Adele's like somber, jazzy. Okay. Uh, 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 James Bond kind of music, and Billie Eilish's "No Time to Die" is the same thing. Like it sounds, it sounds like you. It sounds like you could put Adele's "Skyfall," uh, Sam Smith "Spectre," and then Billie Eilish's "No Time to Die" in one album, and it would have made sense. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they just sound so much like they're just trying to do Adele's yeah. thing that it's like, do something, do do something of your own. You just know like which Will one? Smith's uh genie it's like just yeah, do, yeah just do your thing you know which uh bond theme is probably one of my favorites let's hear it um and it's kind of ironic because i'm not a huge fan of the other stuff that they've done uh even though it's only one person uh liver let die uh paul Ooh, mccartney's liver let die that is good um i'm not a fan of much of the beatles stuff yeah. i'm not a huge beatles fan uh, but i do like a lot of paul mccartney stuff yeah and i think liver let die is Probably my favorite. Bond That's theme. great. Yeah. I th- I still think Skyfall's better. That piano better. is so fucking badass in I that think song. Skyfall's better, dude. Oh, I I do. I would disagree. I would disagree. I, I'm just, a big Adele fan. Like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll back Adele up for forever. But, gotcha. But God, dude, that 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 song gave me chills the first time I heard it. Uh, the, the Adele so, version. Yeah, the Adele okay. version. So so when the Adele version came out, I was still a wedding DJ. Uh huh. I played that song at weddings oh, because nice. I was like, "This song, I like, could not stop listening." Yeah, to it. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that's that's good. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Ugh, fuck no! I am I, so excited. I knew you for be Godzilla for versus one. Kong, dude. I'm excited. That's gonna be like my one big like. Uh, turn your brain off and just yeah. watch monsters fight each other because I really, really liked, uh, 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 Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay. I wasn't like like there are some people who said because the first Godzilla movie came out and everyone was like it's too little Godzilla. There's not yeah. enough Godzilla in here. And then uh, King of Monsters came out and some people were like it's too much Godzilla. I was like you guys can't have it both ways. I think if they're gonna die on a hill, I'd rather them die having Godzilla to like an abundance of Godzilla because it's just really. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Looking forward to that a little bit. I don't have strong opinions toward it. I'm just like, I just kind of want to go see it. Kind of want to see what that's about. New Mutants. Delayed. Delayed, delayed, delayed. Yep. Uh, We'll do a few more. We'll do a few more. If I can find some. That actually might be the like last notable one. Okay. Uh, Artemis Fowl looks interesting or sounds interesting from what people are saying i'm excited for free guy spiral i'm sure i'll see only because i'm curious as to what they do with the saw franchise i think that's it honestly that's it that's it that's been announced oh 
My most anticipated movie right now of this year is The Green Knight. Okay, the A twenty four film that looks so good. It looks so trippy and weird. Um, I, I'm definitely interested to see what it comes out to be. Yeah, so, I watched that trailer a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's definitely going going in a, a different kind of. It seems a different direction from other A twenty four films. Yeah, because um, we're going into like mid- medieval esque type feel to things. Arthurian horror um, is what they're calling. That's it. what they're calling it. Yeah. So that'll be interesting because like. The Witcher you could kind of put in the Arthurian horror yeah. type style. Dude, stuff. I want to watch that this week. The Witcher, I watch that. You probably should. You keep it's saying I'd like that. Um, I think you would like it. Uh, the writing is way better than Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> um, which <laughs> yeah, like, but that's, like the writing of SpongeBob is. <laughs> but aside, well, I, I will say aside from like the fact that it does place it's a fantasy in uh medieval times esque yeah feel. Like that's the only comparison you can really draw from sure. to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It's like um, how when people call like the expanse Game of Thrones yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like well there's similarities, but I wouldn't call it, it that I wouldn't necessarily go that far. Yeah. Um but the writing in it is really well done in uh The Witcher, uh in my opinion. And the humor is really good. Um, they show enough nudity to be on par with Game of Thrones. So on Netflix, yeah, on Netflix. Dang, um, I didn't know they were doing that. Nudity on Netflix? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you saw Love and Robots or whatever the hell that oh, that's you fair. said there was a ton of nudity in that. A lot of, lot of nudity on that. Lot, there was some nudity on uh, the King. There's definitely nudity in House of Cards. That's true. Okay, uh, never mind. I retract that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I take it all back. Dude, Netflix is known for, like, pushing the limit, man. Like, they. I, thought, I always thought that was more HBO than Netflix. Well, HBO, like, always pushing limits. That's nothing yeah. new, but, like. No, I know, but I guess, Netflix, I guess I never necessarily thought of Netflix. Netflix pushes the, the limits. Bar? Did you watch Sex Education? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I might watch it. I, I've heard some good things about it, so. Um, I get the, that and Euphoria mixed up, because, like, I guess Euphoria is basically just a porno. On Amazon? On drugs. No, that's on HBO. Is is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's that's got the... In it. Yeah, the chick that played uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, MJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The new MJ. The new MJ. Who's not Mary Jane, but I like her MJ. in this one. Yeah. In, in, in that. But I haven't seen Euphoria either. I want to see that. Okay. But anyway, that's it. That's, that's it. That's really the big movie rundown. Again, most excited for Green Knight. Green Knight. I really just want that to come out. Oh, fuck, I'm. I'm gonna see that so I much. I want dude. New Mutants so bad. You gotta, you gotta put, you gotta be like me, and just be like, it'll, it'll come out when it comes out. My hopes have, have been dashed so many times so by this see, damn right, thing. So like, got, I remember getting excited about it when I saw the trailer, and then once they delayed it like twice, I was like hopping off board on this. I'm, I'm hopping off this train of excitement for this. Because was that 2017 or was that 2018? I think it was 2017 or 16. God dang, man! Fuck, like yeah. that's insane. Yeah, for, we had like, like a movie. we like, had like just started recording. It's not the, the first. When... It's not the first time that a movie has been delayed by that long. Like uh, Cabin in the Woods was delayed by like three years, I think. Damn. So like this being four years is not. It's not unseen, revolutionary, but like at the same time, like they put like I don't remember. Cabin in the Woods having marketing like. New Mutants has had because they keep the marketing like, oh, it's coming, guys. Yeah. Here it is. And so, <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, 
Um, so the things that I, a uh, couple things that I wanted to touch on is, let me pull up my notes. Um, so first off, I'll, I'll go with the, the nerd news, uh, less nerd news, but, uh, talking the Eternals. Yeah. So do you know anything about the Eternals? I, if you started talking about it. Start giving me a synopsis, and I'll interrupt you like I always do. Okay, and... so the Eternals are uh, a group, a people group in the Marvel world. So at the beginning of time, if you will, from the, I think the MCU is kind of starting to go this route, but in the books, like, we start out with the Celestials, and from the Celestials come the Deviants and the Eternals, and the okay. Eternals and the Deviants are, like, not so hip to each other, apparently. I don't know this too much because sure. I've never read the Eternals books and stuff like that. But then from the Deviants, apparently, came the Mutants. And then from the Eternals was, like, rest of people or something like that. So uh, the the new movie that's coming out in November, hopefully, um, is going to be uh, the story of the Eternals. And apparently from what people have said is that the Eternals have been living amongst humankind just not necessarily like showing, showing out yeah. that they are. And it could be a situation where like we saw in uh Avengers Endgame uh where uh Sorcerer Supreme was actually helping out during the Battle of New York in the first oh, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. When Hulk runs into her. Um that we see that she's been actually in 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 the world helping out things so it might be a situation where the eternals have been there this entire time and that's how they they're just, retconning right, it right um and they're saying that the mutants could be revealed in that movie so that's how we get the mutants into the mcu mcu by by gotcha. via the eternals because apparently phase four is when we're going to um bring out the mutants Which and stuff coming like up that next year uh, phase four is going to start officially with Black Widow, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's going to be into the Disney Plus streaming is going to yeah. be also the phase, also four. phase four. But all the phase four TV shows have been um, not canceled, but delayed. Gotcha. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not going to be out, but WandaVision, I haven't really heard anything, but I'm assuming that that's also been pushed back. Um. But the uh, the Eternals uh, may be the ones that bring out the mutants fully, and it would make sense to an extent because, like, uh, the reason why evolution happened was because experiments that the Deviants and the Eternals or something were mm -hmm. doing, and that would kind of make sense. Um, so, and to show that they've been a part of our world this entire time, just been in secret would be a way to bring a way them to do easy. that without having to like, because the other theory that they, that people had posed was that with the new Scarlet, Witch um, series that's coming out, the WandaVision, WandaVision. series is that she's actually going to be the one that creates kind of a new reality for the MCU. And that that new reality uh -huh. is going to include mutants. I can see where that theory would be decent, but at the same time, um, and it's a reversal of the House of M story, which was uh, Wanda went fucking nuts sure. and she wiped out all of the mutants. 
Um, and uh, in the theory that people opposed is that it's going to be a reverse House of M is where she went fucking nuts and uh, she creates, brought hu- them. creates yeah. the humans yeah, yeah. in this new reality and stuff right. like that, which makes sense. But at the same time, it feels like kind of a cheat in in some ways. And the Eternals way of saying like mutants have been here this entire time feels less of a cheat to me than just creating them. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I am more excited because I've heard of the Eternals. I'm more yeah. excited about what I've heard about WandaVision than I am about the I Eternals, am too. I'd say. That, uh, sounds, that sounds cool as hell. I'm interested because it definitely from the trailer that we saw, that little like quick snippet trailer, yeah. it feels like they're going to be playing a lot with different genres and styles. Totally. And I love it when they do that. That's one of the Same reasons Star why. Star Wars, uh, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed um, Logan, um, because it played with genres. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't tied down. It wasn't tied down. It was a western. Like Logan, like in in its in majority of its storytelling, it was a western, is what it was. Um, and I like when they go out with that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about New Mutants is because they're playing with genre. Sure. Um, and I enjoy that because. Uh, comic book movies like they are very much the same in a lot of ways they don't really branch out and try and take risks and i think that that's the way that we're going to get better movies is by filmmakers by these, yeah willing to take risks and wandavision feels like it's going to do that like Certainly. when i first heard that they were doing a tv show called wandavision based off of vision and wanda i was like why? why and why yeah. would you call it that right right but now that i think about what they're doing with it wandavision is actually a pretty damn good name yeah for it and like the idea is that what we're going to see with wandavision is that it seems like each episode that we see is going to play out with a different type of sitcom type of genre so we're going to have stuff that's more like the 60s sitcoms sure. or 50s yeah. sitcoms the 70s sitcoms and then even the 90s sitcoms and stuff like that, like more Full House, Roseanne yeah. type shit. So I'm excited to see that if that's the route that they're taking. And with the imagery that we've seen, totally looks totally like on that's board. Yeah. what it would be. Yeah. So I'm on board for it, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So as long as it doesn't get delayed. Right. <laughs> Which it probably will. Uh, Speaking of delaying things, we've delayed an ad break. Let's yep. take an ad break real quick. All right. We'll see Sounds you in a second. Good. I'm not going to think of something to recommend. This episode is sponsored by Coronavirus. <laughs> For more information, check out CDC. Get a, get, get a 15% gov. discount on Coronavirus <laughs> right now, today only. <laughs> get infected before everybody else does. That's right. <laughs> Because, hey, if you want to get out of the way, I know Just a guy. Just get out of the way. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'll sneeze get... right in your face. My recommendation this week is a podcast called The Grolix Saves the World. Grolix is spelled G-R-A-W-L-I-X. 
Check them out. They are a comedy trio, uh, three hilarious Denver comics, Ben Roy, Andrew Overdahl, and Adam Kate Holland. Um, they were on a true TV show called Those Who Can't, where they played teachers who were worse and immature, more immature than the students that they taught. Uh, great season that went on, uh, went on, or great series that went on for three seasons. Uh, now they're back in Denver, and now they're doing a podcast, and the podcast is hilarious. Uh, the podcast uh, takes them trying to do things to better themselves, uh, like getting uh, having better sleep patterns, trying not to use ums and likes while they're recording, and they enforce punishment if they don't uh, follow through. Then they also have done stuff like uh, going to restaurants that they would not find themselves typically eating in. Um, so check this, uh, show out on pod in wherever you can get podcasts, three super hilarious guys. You're going to have a lot of fun listening to them. That's the Grolix G R A W L I X saves the world. So Twitch. Mm hmm. I received a gift last week. Yes. What was the gift? It was some literature. Okay. Are you familiar with the artist Mobius? Uh, I I know that there's a blade called the Mobius blade. That is not named after him. Okay. And he is not named after the blade. I would go ahead and okay. Guess. Uh, he is a science fiction, uh, uh, graphic novelist. Okay. Now I've been talking about wanting to write science fictiony things for a long time. Yep. Uh, and I was given this book by a coworker, and I've been reading it, and I want you to look at it, and I want you to talk about how cool it is okay. as you're just flipping through the pages. First, just check out that cover. Okay, yeah. That kind of gives you a good idea of uh, of what's going on. So it's, 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 it's like a green, lush planet, and this guy's flying. Uh, basically, it looks like a snow globe yep. is what he's in, but he's flying around. So it's very, like, 70s inspired uh artwork. science fiction artwork yeah but it's it's really cool stories it's a combination of a bunch of uh graphic novel stories okay um uh, but it's called the world of adenia uh and i totally recommend that you guys go check it out um it's like fun it's got like silly artwork to it but it also has a lot of seriousness to it too yeah um, so go check it out for sure. But uh, you see anything that you like in particular in there? It's got a lot of big panels. Uh, there's some crazy monsters and stuff and naked people. Um, That's oh, why they're having sex and the monster pops out from the floor. That's right. Is this like a saying that like if you have sex before you're married, a monster will be created and then it will kill you both? Well, I assume most people know that, but I haven't gotten to that point in the book yet, so I don't know. So I just spoiled some shit for you? You just spoiled some shit for me. Yeah, dude totally dies, gets a gets a barb through the chest, and he just like... He's out. Blasted out into the world. Um, Boom. So, yeah. So there you go. Fair warning, kids. Don't have sex before married or you create a giant monster and get stabbed in the chest. That's right. And, and thrown I'm... out to space. <laughs> well, we're tired. It's called The World of Adina. Uh, go check it out and uh, don't have sex on the floor. Back to the show. <laughs> Thank you.
we're back. <laughs> we're back. We are back. We're doing um, it. Did I tell you I had an idea for uh, the next shower thought song that we do? Oh no, you didn't. No, uh, I wanted to be. I'm not going to explain it, but I'm gonna. It's going to only be for people who get it. It's going to be the shower noise, uh-huh. and then it's going to be dropping the soap. <laughs> It's just gonna like I don't know how I'm gonna make that noise. Yeah. That's when I drop the soap, and then it's just gonna be like me saying like shit, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. I I dig it. (laughs) Welcome back uh, from from the from the ad break. I hope you got your books and your podcasts all set for. All set for the next. Sorry, it sounds like a monster just came (laughs) into the room. I don't know what that was. Um, I want to talk about Overwatch. The video game. The video game. You're, you're back in playing it? Or? I'm back in playing it. Okay. And I'm not sure how to feel about it. Are you ranked super low now? No, I actually haven't been playing uh, ranked at all. Okay. Which has helped like my complexion. My yeah, aura yeah, yeah. Is, is, is pink. It's, it's just I'm glowing, Twitch, yeah. because I haven't been playing competitive video games recently. But I've been... Jeez. Okay, never mind. We're good. I thought I, dude, so many problems just happened after this ad break. I thought I just closed out of the software too. I was like, we're well, there, there goes recording. For this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're good. Um, I haven't been playing it competitively, but they announced like two months ago, maybe three months ago, a little, a little while ago, they announced Overwatch Two. Yeah, was coming, uh, and it was going to be pretty f- much focused entirely on player versus environment. Are uh-huh. you familiar with PVE versus PVP? No, not really at all. So Overwatch is a PvP game, meaning Correct. it's player versus player. So it's me versus you on yep. online arena, right? Versus player versus environment is me versus computers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. like all like single player games are player versus environment. Gotcha. Um, but then like there are some like Grand Theft Auto do this wonderful job of meshing player versus player and player versus environment. Gotcha. So, like, on Grand Theft Auto Online, you can get a group of four players together and do, like, heists. Uh-huh. So you're, like, stealing a bunch of money. Everyone that – so the four players are working together to kill the environment. They're, they're yep. killing uh, 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 NPCs. And so that's what Overwatch introduced about three years ago. Maybe okay. two years ago. No, no, it was three years ago. They About two years after the game released, they created this player versus uh, environment event. Yep. There was a story mode. You played with four friends, and you could go through it. And when I tell you that that revitalized the game for me, I cannot, like, describe to you yeah. how awesome it was. Uh, so then they took it away uh, after about a month, and then, and then a year later they released it again just for a month, and then they took it away and released it again for just a month. Were they just beta in and out, or...? They... At the time, we didn't know. We thought they were okay. just inve- events. So then Overwatch 2 comes out, and we find out that it is primarily going to be player versus environment. Uh-huh. And then we realize that it probably was them beta testing okay. what, the res- what the player response was to player versus environment. It's their most popular game mode that they have in Overwatch is the player versus environment thing. So they released all three just like as a surprise yesterday uh-huh. for the next month. So we're going to have them for the next month. Um, we have no idea when Overwatch 2 is coming, and so we're like just kind of like stuck with it while we have it. But it just like it, it lined up perfectly with me being on this little two week vacation uh-huh. thing, having nothing to do, and then suddenly this thing came out. I've just been playing Overwatch so much. Yesterday, I was playing until like 1 a.m. yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I guess today, and I'm gonna as soon as we're done recording, I'm literally that's all I have planned go to right do. Back into play. And it's like it feels like I just started playing it again. Yep. Uh, so I want to ask you. 
if there's ever been something that you sunk so much time into, then kind of not necessarily was burned by it, but like stepped away from it, just like stopped doing it. And then you walked back into it years later and it felt, you felt the same feelings. Like you felt like it was brand new again. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a I'm, good one. I'm a big yeah. like repeated viewer, repeated yeah, reading. Yeah, 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 like yeah. for those of you who don't know, I just started watching game of Thrones again. I'm almost done with the first season. I'm going to continue watching that. I really like doing things over and over and yeah, over again. I'm too. good at repetition and I like those things, but rarely do I walk away from something and then come back and have that feeling where like, this is brand new again. Yeah. So I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there's anything like that for you. Well, it's similar in a fashion, but it's not spot on. Sure. Um, the thing that comes to mind right away is the movie chef. I watched oh, it yeah. when it first came out. Yeah. In fact, I think I went to the theater to see it and I was like, it's good, but it, it misses something for sure. me. And like, I knew immediately what it was uh, when I watched it and it was uh, the writing of it. Um, whereas like the, the main crux of the story was completed before the movie ended quite yeah. a ways before the movie yeah. ended. Um, the crux of that story was that will, uh, chef John Favreau, um, be successful at creating his own food, the food that he wants in the way that he wants to make it. And that question is answered relatively early early, in the movie. Um, and he's successful at it. And, um, the thing that the second story uh, plot which was will and they probably should have focused slightly more on this to give it like the more feel more involved with the story but they kind of threw it to the wayside was will chef John Favreau connect through with his kid and become a better father mm-hmm. through food and that gets answered pretty much at the tail end of the movie um which is fitting, but like when you put the main crux of the story on, like, will John Favreau be successful in making food as the main crux, then that's the story that we're going to follow mostly. Right. So the last 30 minutes of it, 20 minutes of it, feels kind of like meh, anticlimactic. Um, and I, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, it's okay, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Meh, it whatever. Right. Well, probably. I think this is recent when my mom passed away. Um, I needed something that was kind of like very bland, if you will, or like something that I know that I know that is not going to be like emotionally taxing and stuff. And uh, the movie chef fit into that. And I rewatched it and I like realized very quickly. I was like, Oh, like this is, this is probably going to be my second favorite movie. Like, right. Because it's such a simple story. It tells it well what it needs to do. And I also recognized what the movie was ultimately trying to do. Not, it wasn't like, and I knew at the time I just couldn't really like speak on it. Sure. Cause I wasn't educated, I guess you could say. Um, the movie is really about like John Favreau's connection with the industry system at large. Um, the critic, the food critic takes place of actual movie critics. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, restaurant owner takes place of the executive producers, studio heads and stuff like that. And John Favreau is like the writer director of, of being a chef and yeah. stuff like that. And it's him making a statement to Hollywood essentially that like, look, like we're, we're film creators. We're, we're, uh, we, we bring things to the table and like, we know the risks that we need to make that we need to take to make things better. And like, you just need you to sometimes you just need to let us do it. do it. Yeah. And the, the vehicle, like him, him deciding to start up his own food truck is him deciding to go independent and have full con- creative control over his creation. His own creation. So yeah. when I, when I finally realized that I was like, I, that's why there I love this yeah. movie. Like, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I fell in love with it all over again. And like, during that time when my mom just passed away, like I'd watch that shit. Like I watched that movie at least once a day. Damn dude. If not twice, yeah. I'd watch it for sure during the day. Cause it was like the only thing that like, there's other we movies kinda, that were on yeah. my periphery and stuff like that, but they were a little too emotionally taxing. This is a feel good movie. Totally. Um, and, and it's, it's not a cheesy feel good yeah. movie. It's, right. um, so I'd watch it at least once a day, and then I would also watch it to go to sleep at night. Hey. I would just play it and have yeah. it in my headphones. I yeah. wouldn't watch it, but I'd be listening to it and stuff like that. So, so you're like really comfortable and familiar with this movie. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. I so love that's that you the closest that. thing yeah. that I have that I can think of right off the bat. But there is other stuff that I've like walked away, video games and stuff that I've I walked away with and then came back and started playing again. Yeah. I'm not a huge gamer. I've never been like, I usually can play for a max of like 30 minutes at a time before I just get utterly bored and like go off and do something (laughs) else. Sure. Um, but like I'll step away at like, uh, the Batman series. Um, even though I haven't finished the third game in the series and I don't know if I ever will, but like, uh, with Batman Arkham Asylum and then, um, Arkham city, uh, you a I, bunch of that. I did play those and like I stopped it for a while and then I went back and like, oh, this game is so awesome and then played it again. I think the only reason why I haven't finished Arkham Knight is due to the fact that I have it on PS4 and I'm not a console gamer. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the controllers just fuck with me so bad. So I usually stick with just That's fair. keyboard and mouse and right. I can play at my own leisure. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, I've got two more. Do you have okay. one? Uh, I have my uh, movie-a-thon, my quarantine movie-a-thon. Yeah, Do you want okay. me to do that real quick? Or do, do the, you want... Yeah, sure. Okay. Do that. So the most recent movie that I saw was Bottle Rocket, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket. I was I was really excited when you said that you were going to watch that yesterday yep. when we recorded it, and I'm really excited to hear about your I thoughts. I did watch it today. Um, I think Wes Anderson is a brilliant filmmaker yeah the guy is very good at what he does he knows the type of stories that he wants to tell and he tells them pretty damn flawlessly that being said i'm not a fan of bottle rocket no the second time through still 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 Still, like i was so annoyed with owen wilson and luke wilson's (laughs) character uh characters uh luke wilson less owen wilson tends to annoy me 90 percent of the time (laughs) if i ever see him on screen um, but I, I could not get past the fact of how idiotic these two character, these two characters were. Yeah. Um, and it, it bothered me to the nth degree and like, can you track that up to like young filmmaker? Oh, syndrome? totally. One per hundred percent. Like 
I get what Wes Anderson was doing with this movie, but it still was like it. The characters were just way too dumb for what they were trying to do. Sure. It was just like, but yeah, there is criminals that are that dumb. Right. Like, right. You know, like there's no doubt about yeah. it, but it was just like in a movie setting, it was just like, Oh God damn. Like just take a little bit of time to like think this through and like, you're not smart. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. should realize you're, you can't do this. And yeah. then, uh, the interaction that, uh, uh, Luke Wilson had with the, uh, housekeeper, um, at the motel was a little creepy at first. I felt like I was like, Oh, this is a little Uh-oh. me too. Yeah. Going on <laughs> yeah. Here. Um, but like, it was, it was cool. I was rooting for him to get together and like him to like, lose Owen Wilson as a friend and go to Esperanza Esperanza. Yeah. Um, but I, and this is being, being Wes Anderson's first official film, uh, feature length film. I see where he was going as a director. Like I could clearly see it. And I think that this story would have played out better had it been in, uh, Wes Anderson's, uh, typical playhouse yeah currently Um, currently what he what he's got yeah but this one it it there was no real sets um there wasn't anything that was fantastical about the art design and stuff like that that he usually does like there was a few cues few key scenes in which was like oh this is like uh, this is wes anderson art direction for sure yeah but the for the most part it didn't really feel like a typical Wes Anderson film sure. as far as look and style. Sure. Um, which I had already known going in and right, stuff like right. that. Um, but you can see the beginnings of that filmmaker, the way that he moves the cameras, the way that he has uh, characters in the frame um, totally was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is where he was cutting his teeth and this is where he was getting to. And then by the time he did, I think uh, Rushmore was his second film. I believe that's true. Um, let me yeah. double check. Um, yeah, Rushmore was definitely his second film. I'm pretty damn sure. Yep, Rushmore for sure. Uh, so. Rushmore is in my top five favorite Wes Anderson films for sure. Uh, and that one, even though it doesn't do the fantastical sets as much as other Wes Anderson films, that one feels more in line with like all the other Wes Anderson yeah. films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he really like found his voice. Almost yeah. After while that. the characters are definitely not, the greatest characters in the world, like they're not as stupid as Luke and Owen Wilson. <laughs> sure. Was. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I, I, it's a good movie. Like it's as far as the writing, the getting from point A to point B executed very well. The acting, the performances were spot on for what I would expect from of, Owen Wilson and right. uh, Luke Wilson being in a Wes Anderson film. Uh, B, but like overall, I just didn't enjoy didn't, it. Didn't enjoy it. it didn't That's enjoy fine. It, so. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I had a. I'm gonna keep him anonymous in this because I think he's gonna get some backlash from the both of us. So okay. I'm not gonna drop any names, but one of my friends uh, texted me yesterday and they had seen 
um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the first time. Okay, okay. They were like, I hate it. Didn't get it. Didn't like I it I totally was, can understand why people boring. say that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He, it he is. He didn't get like, the comedy element to it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all the movies that uh, Quentin Tarantino does, has done, I would say that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably uh, the least uh, enthusiastic. That's the best way I could describe it. There's a better word that I could be using. Um, It's very even. Yeah. Until it gets to that last 20 minutes. Right. It's very, just like very even. But like... There are certain things that he does in there that are just so masterful. And I can understand why people would think that, like, it's just a boring movie. It's just talking and goes nowhere and stuff like that. But, like, if you look at it from a film breakdown point of view and stuff like that, that movie goes through so many twists and turns. And you wouldn't have the ending if you didn't have the beginning that, the right, way that they right. set it up if you had just done a 20 minute <clears throat> short where yeah. it's just that last bit there would be no way it wouldn't to it. have yeah. any context there wouldn't right. be any way to it um and we would miss out on a lot of great things and stuff to it like a lot of people talk about how margot robbie wasn't utilized as much i think she was um i think she was perfect, perfect in yeah. the way that she was utilized they say that there should have been more moments when she could have been more Sharon Tate-ish and stuff. It was like, they didn't need to because the story wasn't, it, it wasn't all about her. It was about Hollywood at that time, what right. the, the Hollywood system was like. And then also that tragedy that happened. It's like, what would happen if this tragedy was reversed? Like what, what would that look like and stuff? And I think that it did a phenomenal job in the way that it was directed um, the way it was performed, um, and the fact that it was so quiet up until that very explosive ending was just perfect, in my opinion. Um, right. And there was some ma- so many little points of like there was uh, there the the part on Spawn Ranch when Brad Pitt's character goes up to the house and stuff like that. That tension that was built from the moment that he pulled up until the moment that he left there was so freaking good. And especially the moment that he went up to the house yeah. to check check on George. Like, you think he's walking into a house where the guy's dead and he's right. back, like, rotting right. and stuff like yeah. that. And then Squeaky's going to come in the room, like, and stab, stab him. him. In the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that Tarantino built up that tension was a masterclass at building up tension for yeah. horror films. Because you felt like you were walking into a horror house. Right. Like, that's exactly how it was supposed to felt. He did it perfectly, but then he subverted our expectations like Tarantino can do. Like, right. And I thought Very it was well, beautiful. Yeah. It was like he built up all that tension for no reason at all. And I was like, good one. Nice. You, yeah. Nice one. <laughs> right. you, you pulled a fast one there. I like it. I like it, sir. Yeah. So... But I can understand you why can people it. yeah. don't. It's, like it makes it. sense. It makes sense. But there's a lot of people that don't like Tarantino films. Right. Like it's, it, and he gets the same. Uh, it's usually the same type of talk. He keeps talking. There's so much talking. It doesn't have much of anything. Like there's people out there that like don't, don't like, like those fiction. dialogue heavy. <laughs> right, right, right. And Pulp Fiction is great. Yeah, so it's definitely one of his best. It's, so. a, it's all opinion based. But anyway, I wanted yeah. to get that out because you had said that you didn't like the. 
bottle rocket, the bottle rocket, yeah. and and most people did. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it is what it is. I I love more recent Wes Anderson. I still yeah. think that uh, um, Grand Budapest is my favorite of of his movies, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's going to be replaced by French Dispatch when that comes. Yeah, up because I'm so. Excited for it's that gonna movie. take a lot to knock Roll Tenenbaums Bombs down. Roll Bombs is good. my number one. I think for me, it's like, uh, I'd say it's it's Budapest, um, probably Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Um, Moonrise Kingdom for sure. That and Mr. Fox are probably tied. Yeah. And then Isle of Dogs is probably tied f- for uh, as well. <laughs> there. Yeah. Honestly, they're all incredible. I just like that. Once he, when when you described it to me a few weeks ago, once he got that like play set design yeah. kind of style, that's when yep. I really started to fall in love with his yeah. with his movies. And I didn't exactly get that from Tenenbaums. You know what I mean? Really? Oh, I felt that all the way through. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Moonrise was, Kingdom definitely took it to a higher degree mm-hmm. for sure. Well, actually, I, I'll take that back. Life Aquatic, Life Aquatic for to, sure took that to like the biggest peak yeah um that's then, when he like really was like okay this is yeah, what we're doing yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. i wasn't that's another one that i stopped I watching life aquatic I've halfway seen, through like, i i just stopped watching halfway through and i haven't seen darjeeling limited darjeeling uh, limited is really good uh even though i like the actors and i like wes anderson um but i just couldn't get i was like ah the trailer doesn't speak to me Life Aquatic did, the trailer did, but when I started watching it, I was just like, ah. Just couldn't really, couldn't really get behind yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Royal Tenenbaums, that's that's my number one. It'll be for a long time. And then I'd probably say it's between Rushmore and Mr. Uh, or Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox is so good. So, and then Moonrise Kingdom, very close behind. And then, well, actually, okay, Grand Budapest would probably be my number two. It's so good. Grand Budapest is probably number two. So good. And then it's and I'm really excited for then French it's the Dispatch. Other that three. That yeah. looks incredible from the it little, does. It really does. That we know yep. about it. Um, last thing that I need to say. Yep. Say Apple it. released a few weeks ago a five and a half hour single shot, single take iPhone 11 Pro Max movie. What? And it's awesome. What is it? Where is it? What is it? What is it about? It's, is it on Apple Plus, I'm assuming? It's on YouTube. Okay. You can just go watch it. And I recommend that you do. Obviously, don't sit down for five and a half hours yeah, and watch yeah. this thing. Um, but here, let me see if I can just pull up. Um, let me just see if I can pull up. Uh, it is the uh, Hermitage Art Museum. Okay. It's a tour through that. Okay. But it is like they have dancers and they have light effects and like the camera will do crazy twists okay. and turns. Uh, it's just like really cool. But here's just like if I can turn and show it to you really quick. Here's some of just like what you can expect in that. So it's just like weird interpretive dance uh. as they like move through this whole art museum gotcha it's fascinating to watch but it's also just like really good looking yeah yeah yeah. like the film itself just looks really cool um let's see if i can get it while they're like moving um 
Yeah, so like here's them now in a different room, but they're yep. like still dancing, and like the camera's following this person through the whole thing. But then they're like chains to different people that they'll follow. Okay. Through. And sometimes it's literally just like they'll just be following art. Yeah. And there's no cuts, there's no anything. Okay. Uh, and they did a breakdown of it, and the phone started with 100% battery. And after five hours and 19 minutes and 46 seconds of continuous filming, it had 19% battery left. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, just a, just as a technical feat, Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. And also, it's being received pretty well. Um, currently, so it was released March 9th. Uh, it has 227,000 views. Okay. And less than 200 dislikes. How much data does it say? How much data it took? I don't think so. That'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. And how'd they they process that data? Like, did they. Yeah, like, how do they do any of that? How long did it take to upload? Because you don't have to edit it, obviously, but. Well, I'm sure that they throw it through an editor of some sort. It was probably. For, for like, color correction or something like that. Um,. Experience a five-hour, 28-second cinematic journey through one of the world's biggest museums in St. Petersburg. Take a f- take in 45 galleries, 588 masterpieces, and live performances shot in 4K on iPhone 11 Pro and one. Yeah, so how much data they, they, did it they? Because um, that they would have to have it hooked up to something where it like dumps that data. Because like 4K r- raw 4K. That's big on a phone. That's, like it's big, it's dude. Huge amount. Six hours almost yeah. worth of footage. I, I you're right. I really want to see how they were dumping that. But here, that this is a behind the scenes shot of it. That's literally like a, a gimbal that you can buy at an Apple yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just people guiding them through that. Also, they have to have taken multiple camera crew, right? I'm not holding a thing for five hours. Oh, yeah. Somebody else me? probably came in and uh, they had was to have at least op. three people or something yeah. like that. Um, I can't I can't find anything. Uh, or at least just in this. Behind the scenes, technical wizardry. Gog and her team rigged an elaborate system to seamlessly move the phone from handheld camera stabilizers to room scanning cranes and even designed a custom app to command the video controls remotely. The video was shot on a Monday when the museum was closed to the public. Though planned and rehearsed over the course of months, the film crew was given a single six-hour window to make the five-hour ad, meaning there was no room for mistakes. When they were done, there was still 19% of battery left on the phone. Where is the information? I want to know how big the file is. Close to uh, 600 gigs, probably. Yeah? Yep. Says a uh, uh, thing in here says if uh, 4K video is uncompressed, it could be from 80 to 110 gigs. So, so, but I mean, picture this: you can buy an iPhone with 512 gigs of storage on it. It means it's got to be practically freaking empty. Seriously, <laughs> they were finishing filming that, and they had that warning that was like, "You're out of space on yeah, this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. iPhone, dude." Yeah, you got to do something about that. But I just thought you, as a film guy, would appreciate that. I might like, check it out. Yeah, check check it out. Just like kind of skip through it. That's what I did. The music in it is really good. So if you just kind of like jump yep. through it, yeah. um, it, it's it's actually really entertaining. Gotcha. Um, but that's all I had. That's nice. All I had. Do you have anything else, sir? Nope. 
We're, nice. we're good to go. This has been a successful uh, backup episode. Yep. Um, if you guys are listening to this, you can always find us on Twitter at KNNerds uh, or uh, Know Nothing Nerds. Just search it in Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds or just by searching Facebook in the search bar. Or you can s- send us your, your own five-hour and 20-minute yes. single-take iPhone video via email uh-huh make sure you compress the file just a little bit just a little, just bit, a little bit just a little bit to send it to us at our email at know nothing at gmail.com subscribe to us subscribe to our worldviews subscribe to our views against women subscribe to our views <laughs> that we have against most people that are not ourselves yes we we hate everybody that's not either uh named luke or twitch exactly uh, except we would love you if you subscribed to our podcast yeah yeah, yeah yeah and considered giving us money we may not like you but we'll let you subscribe we may not like you but we'll tolerate you for money yes that's yes. what we're saying that's what we are that's what we're all about here <laughs> we're, we're beyond the alt-right <laughs> Exactly. Like, even we don't like the alt-right, but Ex- we're far beyond the alt-right. Exactly. And here's a thought that I just thought we're of. We're so alt-right that we came back around to be far We're actually left. far left. We yeah, went, yeah, yeah, It's like a hemisphere thing. Yeah, All yeah, those yeah. flat earthers can suck it because <laughs> we went so far right that we're now left. Um, I just thought of this. If you're listening to this right now, it's because we're really busy and one of us is probably sad right now. What would make us very happy is if you subscribe to our podcast. Yes, yeah. yes, that would be good. That's nice, isn't it? That's a nice one to go out on. Hey, it's me, Luke, in post. Uh, that's actually not true. <laughs> We're releasing these in a segment of three episodes that I'm calling the Corona Cast. Uh, be expecting reg- regularly scheduled programming in the next two weeks. So thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you when we see you. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.